Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. All right, so welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, y'all go ahead and smash that like, Daddy, for the show, man. We are coming up on one year, so go ahead and smash it for the one year for the one time. Also, please subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up tomorrow on all your podcasts and networks. Just type in Real Talk That Talk, except for Apple Podcasts, where you type in Talk That Talk, and it should come right up for you. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I don't know where Quan is. I, I don't know where where Quan is, but we. I, I wanted to 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 talk to him about this too. But uh, he might be still recovering. Okay, because it looked like y'all hadn't been in New Orleans. Okay, so, so that let me go into the whole story. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get a full spiel for y'all and the whole audience. So what happened was, as you all know, the plan was for myself. Actually, I was supposed to do the. So Maya, you were actually right. There was one in Dallas that happened on the same date. Oh, okay. But I made the decision to go to New, the New Orleans one in the last minute. Gotcha. So uh, we we went to the New Orleans one, and I booked the hotel. I was like, yeah, this is going to be super dope. Not thinking what okay. weekend this was. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I landed. I got the hotel, and we got the hotel off of Canal Street. Bro, and me and my wife landed in the middle of the Essence Festival. And we, we were just like, yo... So uh, how awesome is that though? Yeah, like, you, didn't even, was, you didn't even try. I didn't exactly. try, and it was super dope, man. Um, when it we was got smack dab in the middle of that thing. Well, here's the here's the crazy thing. You know how you drive to like a, a, a long distance, and you have like you know your driving clothes on. So I had Y'all hopped my, out the car, wasn't ready, bro. I I, I, <laughs> I told her I was like, yo, I'm about to go check in the hotel. So I went in the hotel and and the registration was on the 11th floor. And so I went up to the 11th floor and I see man brothers and 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 them nice little seersucker suits and and then them white uh what's what you call it all white daddies with the Linus. little linen Linus. daddies and the DJ is playing and I'm up here in some phony sweats and a sweaty shirt coming out. I was like, good lord, man, I done smitted myself. Uh but but uh after that, man, me and me and the wife went out on Bourbon Street. Look, I didn't gain, I could tell you about 20 pounds. Man. Uh, we went to this, we went to this dope place. Uh Mama E.I.'s. Bro, she fed us so good. Oh my God. Oh Lord. I got, I got a list of places I just go when I'm in New Orleans. And I yeah. what diet? And I'm, I'm, oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't no diet. Like real talk, real talk. Me and the wife don't eat chicken. I mean, we eat chicken and fish and we don't eat beef or pork. That that shit went out the window real quick. I was gonna say in New Orleans, how long was you gonna? How long was you gonna last? That that didn't happen. Um, That stuff is in everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then and then on top of that, uh, I got to bring him in while I say this. Uh, We went to Mother's Family Restaurant. Uh, So we ain't seen Rick in in forever. He looked like he'd been in some drum corps life. Uh, What up, bro? What's going on? We good, man. So I'm I'm about to do this rundown of of uh, the New Orleans situation. So, uh, as you know, me and Quan went to uh, the Georgia Mass Band and the New Orleans All Star Band battle. Um, and first of all, shout out to Robin. 
I was trying to catch up with her. I didn't get a chance to catch up with her. She she hollered at us for like a quick second, and then she tipped off because she had to go do some work. Um, but I, first of all, me and Quan saw a lot of people there. Uh, shout out to all the super, all the camera dudes that we we usually you know see or talk to. Uh, Killer Kev. I know Justin was bro. I, I know he's watching right now. Justin is a lot taller than I thought he was. <laughs> Justin tall, bro. I didn't know Justin was that tall, man. Uh, but but uh but he was there. Um uh the edge was there, so everybody was out there, man. Um, so I can tell you off bat, um, as soon as we walked in, I I, I definitely feel that energy and the vibe that everybody was talking about. Um and, and and shout out to Deontay Kennedy. I got a chance to we got a chance to chop it up with him for a little a little second. Um but that energy that that has been consistently talked about every time that we've had these um, mass band conversations, that energy is real. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, as soon as we walked in there, bro, it was like energy off the top, off off the rip. Um, and it almost kind of took me back to almost like real talk, like high school days. Um, you know, back in the day when we would be like in Galveston or something, uh, having a battle between two different bands and, and everybody's hype. Like that's kind of the energy that, um, you know, I had when, when, when walking into there, um, I will say this though. Um, and, and I know that, uh, me and Quan were going to talk about it, but I will say this I, with, with good, there is bad, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, some of the things that we have discussed on the show are some of the things that we saw happening. Now, that's not necessarily saying that that was happening with the bands per se. So I want to make sure I make that very clear. I'm not saying that these things were happening with the bands. But what I will say is there was a lot of a lot of green smoking happened out there. It was it was some some folks walking around with some full bottles, not even in the styrofoam cup, daddy, like full bottles and drinking from it now i'm not saying once again that that's what happened with the bands but i will say that you still have to be mindful of the the people and the energy that you attract so those were what was happening with some of the spectators that i was seeing and realizing that there were still kids as spectators out there and there were kids as uh performers out there who were all engulfed in this energy so, like I said, I'm not going to say the good without saying the bad. Um, now, let's talk about the bands real quick. First of all, there's this thing that's going around that everybody is saying that Georgia won. Now, if we're just talking about pure loudness and energy and blah, 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 I probably would say that but in my personal opinion i don't feel like georgia won at all um and i will also say that being in that that space live is different than when you hear it on video when i go back and hear it and listen to it on video i don't hear the same thing on the video that i saw live. georgia it georgia was super super low brass heavy as a matter of fact probably some damn good musicians in that low brass section from trombone to euphonium to tubas mellophone and trumpet left very much to be desired um 
New Orleans, I will say this, had a more complete sound for me. Uh, I could hear every section and it wasn't every five seconds. Um, every five seconds, the mellophone wasn't trying to reach for unnecessary notes. Uh, did it happen a few times in New Orleans? Absolutely. But I will I will say that it didn't happen the whole time. Um, there was a few songs. I think it was one song. I can't remember what it what song it was. Uh, that I was just really not happy with as far as uh, New Orleans playing it, uh, their attempt on playing it. Um, <clears throat> so I will say that uh, that that was the thing that brought me down. So in my personal opinion, I believe that New Orleans was the better band. Let me say that. All right. Now, off that, when it comes to musicianship and musicality and all those things that we we hold dear, I am going to say that I'm going to stand firm on the things that we said that in most cases, it just doesn't exist. Um, it's about loud and being louder and being the loudest. Um, articulation across the board was just not the same. Attacks and releases were not good, especially in the trumpet section, more or less in the Georgia side than the, the New Orleans side. It, it just kept being these one or two trumpets that just for some reason, they felt the need to continue hanging on three and four or five measures after the band cut off. Um, <clears throat> so when it comes to that, I, I think I'm gonna continue to, to stay with what I said and, and, and what we typically feel as far as the musicianship. Um, but then again, as we said, I guess it's not about that. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then there's another thing that I, I realized too. Um, as I said before on our last mass band show, there's a difference in culture. Our ideas and 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 thought processes on um, how we perceive culture is different. And I will say that ain't my culture. I, I and and I'm okay with with saying that. You know, would I go to another mass band performance? Maybe. Would I stay there the whole time? Absolutely not. Here's the reason why: because there is a field show portion and a stands portion, which I don't understand the point of the field show and the stands portion if there's nothing different happening on the field than there's happening in the stands. Y'all just cranking up both times. So I didn't understand the whole point of that. And then it's like exceptionally long. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I think Justin, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There were 10, 10 rounds in the stands. So, and I think it was like four or five rounds or, or I think it was four or five rounds on the field. So I just didn't get the point of 14 rounds in total of just going back and forth. Like there was no, and we say this, you know, a couple of times there was no like real field show. So I just didn't understand why you didn't start in the stands and just play in the stands the whole time or start on the field and play in the field the whole time. Um, and maybe, maybe that answer can get, maybe that can get answered as we uh, move forward. But I do, like I said, I do, like I said, I, I realize that it's just that's just not, you know, my culture in the sense of that's I need more to to be able to, you know, gravitate to me. And that doesn't mean I didn't appreciate it, but I will say that I need more than just the crank up the whole time. Um, so I, I think I, I, I covered everything. If I didn't, then um, I will interject every so often. All right. Um, 
Oh, okay. I see that. Let me. All right. Um, Portia, any thoughts? I, I know you said you watched it, but any thoughts you got? I'm glad you said that. I mean, because from the from the video, um, on a couple of back and forths, I thought Georgia sounded better, but that might have been the video. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just gave me some information, some insight from being there. Um, I was happy to see the flags. Justin, I got some questions about them though. So hit me up, hit my line. But yeah, I was happy to see that's twice two bands with the flags. Come on. Yeah. Me, me and Quan said that when we when we saw them, we was like, oh shoot. So they I don't know if they always had them or they added. I ain't never seen them before that. now. And right. I've watched a couple of performances. So I, I was like, oh, okay, this is new. Um so yeah, yeah. I I I thought it, I I I really was like excited because we was like, yo, we didn't have this conversation. They to add flags to them. That's what. No, I doing. had never seen them. So to me, that was an addition. Right. Um. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. All right. Not to them. Maya, any thoughts? Anything? Um. So yeah, I too am glad that you added the tidbit in. Um, you know, of course, things are always different in person as opposed to watching it secondhand or via social media. Because I was prepared to say when I turned on the clips, I was prepared to say now we got to talk, talk about some things because just the look of the thing in general. And I'm going to go more so into the auxiliary side of it. I was prepared to say I would have taken Florida Lease. That was, I believe that's in a New Orleans All-Stars band. That's their dancers. I would have taken Florida Lease with George's band and put George's, I think they were Jewels, possibly, I'm not sure, don't quote me, with New Orleans. Just based off of the clips that I saw. Now, of course, you know, say what you want or however, just in general, the whole picture of the thing. Actually, I would have liked to see flags on both sides, of course, to kind of you know, help configure everything together. Um, but if we're just talking about uh, dances alone, I'm so sorry. But uh, uh, Florida Lease packed them, packed them babies on up and took them to the house. Time from the beginning, time, from, from the, the beginning, from the rooter to the tutor. Okay, from the, bit, from the word go, that first set of ripples. I said, "Ooh, this, this shit over." It's gonna be a long one. Now, I don't know what they got going on, sponsorships and whomever, but who's ever, somebody's doing something right. Now, I do have a couple of things that I saw kind of went a little bit wrong. We got very, very, very battle heavy, but again, I tried to take my, my glasses off and just take it for, you know, what it was. Take it at, take it at base level. When it came to some of the, the, the little, like, not necessarily the counts, but just over the interactions. I saw, um, I forget his name, who served as the captain on Georgia's side. He did something where he was like yawning. He did something where he was falling asleep. He did something where he like went up the back. I don't know if he was like saying like, y'all shit. Like, I don't know. But it got a little obscene in that regard. But, you know, that's to be expected again. Let me take my glasses off and just have at it for what it is. But overall, Florida Lease came and did what they had to do. So, for the most part. 
so let me and and I want to make sure I, I say this. Um, the energies is different. It's just it 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 is super different. Like it's literally it's literally everybody's out there talking like literally they don't if if you suck they going they're lit out outside saying you suck so like you are trying to in all forms outdo the next person whatever that takes and and everybody's hyping that up you know what i'm saying and 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 we were on the field we weren't in the stands so we were we were right in the action and I, I made it a point. I specifically just kind of stood back. I didn't want to be uh, directly inside of the crowd because I just wanted to observe it from, you know, my standpoint. What I'm telling you is and I and I get what you're saying, Maya. But like I said, that energy is just so different that there is. a. It's funny to say this and it's weird to say this at the same time. It's a level of disrespect. In a in a room of respect and I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense but it's like i'm i'm trying to one up you in whatever way that i can um and so i i i know what you're saying i know what you're talking about because I, I i found it very interesting um and there were a lot of times during the tuba breaks the symbols were crossing over to the other side coming to the georgia side and then and, like it was a lot going on uh, but I, like I said, I just think it's just a different energy. I think it's a different, a, a different feel, a different character. Um, and I, and I will say that I get the fact that um, I get the fact why people, I guess, hold it the way they do. Um, just because if you are someone who is, is, is super ingrained in that, in that whole thing that's what you're used to that's what you that's what you enjoy it really is a let your nuts hang and just have fun that's really what, that's really what i think is. my only concern with that is that it didn't help you you still got dragged like they still dragged you you did all of that and got disrespectful and you still got dragged like to me it it you didn't one up anybody um by doing all of that well i you know that i mean i think that's that's a based on opinion i guess i mean at at the end of the day man uh i don't know <laughs> i can't answer that one uh rick i know you got some thoughts bro uh so rick i'm gonna let you get your thoughts in and then after that uh i'm gonna bring in justin because i know he's got some thoughts too man you can go ahead and bring justin in i'll wait okay uh, i know you're gonna going to reserve your thoughts um so let's go ahead and bring in justin first of all hey man i will say this before justin gets gets to talking um between him and killer kev i think y'all were the hardest working cameraman i saw um because i know there were a lot of people who just had had their joints just kind of stationary and just they were recording from a specific angle y'all boys had had camera running in front of camera, running in front of people, getting this. Man, I seen I seen Justin and and Killer Cab. Man, they walked back to the to their area so many times to get something new to walk back up. Man, and so uh, I I definitely give much respect to y'all brothers. Man, y'all y'all be on it, man. I 
hey man, I, I don't know what y'all y'all be having some coffee or some some five hour energy side to something, bro. But but definitely y'all y'all was working y'all ass off, man. But what you got, bro? You on mute. Oh yeah, the, the hardest part of that is you gotta take a picture with every kid you see in between that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know, man. But I'm I'm really thank y'all for coming, man. Like when 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 you when I seen you in town, you said something, boy. It, it got almost like 400 shares on my store. I, I wanted to send it to you, but I was so crazy when you was like when you put the uh, the, the camera on them second line performers and you was like it's ingrained in their culture. I'm gonna save like save my story. Hey, that's a voiceover. You said a lot. For people that was in town and it was Essence Fest weekend. So when you explained that, which was crazy that all of those kids that was out there was in our band the next day. That was the crazy part about it. That. And that's the truth. And 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 I want to make sure I say it on here too, right? So mm-hmm. um I was having a conversation with Mario, I want to say maybe right before we left. And we that that was literally the conversation that we had. And I went down there to experience it myself. Listen. This music thing, and we always talk about this, this music thing, when it comes to the culture of New Orleans, is different. We are literally taught this thing. They are born in this. Like, that is what they are. When they're born, they get a trumpet, some sticks, a euphonium, something put in their hands, and that is the culture. It is 100% ingrained. You go down Bourbon Street, it's 50 different people on the street playing on some buckets, playing, playing some trumpet, playing, doing something. But then you have around the world who people try to imitate and emulate that because of the fact that that's what they see. That's different than that's what they do. That is what they're born in. So I, I, I realized at that particular moment, it's difficult to sit and say, it's difficult to try, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion based on what I saw with my observable eye. It is difficult for you to sit and say you're going to outdo Southern. You're not going to outdo Southern because those are a culture of people who have grown up in it, been ingrained in it. Do you get outside people? Absolutely. Do you get some random person from like Poodunk, you know, Wyoming? Maybe, right? But even still, the people who are teaching you are people who are ingrained in, in that culture. So it's it's difficult to outdo Southern doing Southern. That's why I feel it's important for you now to be who you are versus trying to be them because that is their culture. You're not going to outculture them. And that's the same way I felt about, you know, being, being in new Orleans and just seeing those people. So I wanted to make sure that I said that on here too, because if you see it on the gram, you definitely going to get it here. I 100% get it now. I didn't get it then, but I get it now. When you said that some OG sent it to me, uh, when I reposted, and it was like, that goes to show you, like, I can tell with another band playing that you about to get tired. You know what I'm saying? Because you you either trying to overblow too much, or you just ain't got the lung capacity. You know what I'm saying? Like, just uh, to, to go back to the battle. Yeah, we, uh, congratulations to Georgia. Well, we said it won, Luke, because a lot of us feel the way you feel, but one of the, when they played Spain, and they played, um, I want to say Goku's uh, Revenge, or whatever that song is, that Dragon Ball Z song, off a of song selection, we just ain't have one to match that. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you if you wanna just like go back and forth loud, there was loud, there was bigger than us, but that didn't matter because we're gonna be louder than them. You know what I'm saying? Those just two songs that like, damn, okay, we we got something to answer, but it's not like they're gonna top that. So out of respect for us, granted, we we beat people, we kick their ass. It's a difference, you know what I'm saying? They won. 
know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's not the slight they win, but it's like we just respectfully, you know, they won. You know what I'm saying? But next year when we go to them, y'all let's see next year. But anyway, back yeah, to the I, atmosphere. Before you, before you get to that, I will say their their song selection was slightly better. I will, I will, I will agree to In that. The stands. On the field, we kick the ass. I don't care what you're talking about. Yeah. Fact. Fact. So That's um, cool. yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, a lot of questions. So uh I want to touch on this too. You talking about the flags, right? I want to bring this up because even Robin probably, I don't know if she's ever explained it to y'all. Our color guards in New Orleans are the closest thing that I ever seen to the Spartan guards. And let me tell you why I say that. If you ever look at a New Orleans marching band coming in the street, they actually have the same like look slash spatch slash like mentality. Only thing different is, is y'all are more prime and militant. I always do tricks and crazy things like with a marching style and a flag back and forth. So with our flags, when you see it, it's only for representation that we in the building. They don't need, they, only, they may have like a routine that they do to a, a song or something, but there's nothing for you to be judging them on. You know what I'm saying? If that was the, the, the caliber, it's just representation that we in the, in the building. You have to look at the Mardi Gras bands and color guards to see them versus the flags that you've seen the other week. You probably can judge them off of like, Song, technicality, however you see it, but our auxiliaries in New Orleans is off the chain. Those guys were just there. But it, I don't know why they was like, they just to represent the band, but it wasn't like how you need to see them in a football season when you could see them versus somebody else. If that makes sense. Like, so you can judge this squad versus that squad. Judge don't have that. So, like, you know, it's nothing for you like to, to judge them off. That makes sense. Um, another thing, the, the field category. Why, why y'all in the field? Why you just can't go in the stands? The feel is for the nitty gritty. It's for the all in your face, uh, for you, for us to really get an interaction with this other band, turn to them, blow to them, like interact with the crowd so the crowd can feel it more versus being in the stands. Shouts out to uh, Travis and the Independence uh, Showdown. I, that's their format. We just kind of use it because it's just a, a different feel versus when the band's in the stand, you can't touch them. You can't go dap somebody. Or you can't, you know what I'm saying, really hear what they're saying ver verbatim. Uh, but yeah, man, overall, it was a great event. Probably one of the best summer band battles um, I ever experienced, only because that's two of the, the best bands. You know what I'm saying? It's the Juggernaut versus the Muscle, you know? And that was the first of its kind because you never really have a, had a battle that have two good bands that like go all day playing songs. So they not only they they set the tone, they started something totally different. It's so much that happened within this first battle that y'all can't, that you can't, uh, Luke. That don't happen because normally it's more it's more battles. It's like two bands are bad on the field, they move out the way, two other bands are bad on the field, they move out the way, and everybody will go in the stands and kind of have a round robin like that. This was only for the two best bands of the summer. Um it's a lot y'all said, but I just stop right there. But that culture, I'm if you see me doing anything crazy, I like cursing and talking shit. I just I just was in my moment. I didn't even see y'all. That's how crazy that's how uh invested I was. That's how I was like working, but yeah. Yeah, we um we sat we sat back, you know, and just really observed. We just wanted to be observers. We weren't really trying to necessarily be in the action, uh, because we wanted to be as fair as possible. So that's why I say we saw you. Uh, shout out to Crucial Conflict. We saw them the whole they whole squad. Uh, shout out to Show Show Style Talk. We saw they whole squad. Um, so yeah, we 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 just kind of really wanted to sit back and just watch the energy and and, and you know understand the vibe. Uh, I know Quan has some things that he wanted to to discuss. Um, he's actually he's actually out right now. He he should be logging in when he gets settled. Uh, but I don't want to take those questions from him uh, and those thoughts from him. So um, I know he has some things that he wanted to talk about. But like I said, man, it, I, I thought it was I thought it was 
the energy was up, which which because I'm not gonna talk about this all day. I'm gonna let y'all know that now. I actually right. have questions, <laughs> but uh, I thought the energy was up, and it was one of the things that actually spawned my thought process for today's show and the questions that I have for the show because, like I said before, a lot of the things that I saw happening reminded me of some of my high school times and, and battling other bands when I was in high school or even just uh, Rick wasn't there, but even just taking it back to the street battle we had at Howard that everybody passes around um, with us and brass council uh, at, in DC. So it, it took me back to that, that same kind of energy. So, um, so yeah, man, that, that's why I felt the need to, to bring it up, man. Um, I know, like I said, Quan's going to come in, but, and I know you probably going to respond to him too. But Justin, any final thoughts, brother? Before, uh, uh, yeah, man, it was it was it was a lit show, like probably one of the most legendary battles ever. Because this like is a new rivalry that people always wanted to see these two bands go to uh, go ahead, go head to head, and um, it's just the culture, man. A lot of that stuff, like you said, I'm glad you said you really can't explain it. We up here like trying to help up for you know what I'm saying I can't control the crowd, but like you know we had no fights, nothing. Our radius having this. How you put that? You was like a um, uh, it's like a disrespect but respect at the same time type vibe and like y'all see with the dancers yeah flood least the truth uh shout out to barrel barrel coleman he uh he's actually uh legendary in the city man he's actually responsible for finding the uh the Talladega diamonds uh he's assistant band director at Texas Southern he got so many damn accolades that you know he's he's gonna be on it when it comes down to that damn dancing and he actually arranged it too so uh he arranged some songs Probably River was one of his songs so uh yeah, man, just to, you know, answer a few questions. But thank y'all for coming, man. It's so much. I haven't uploaded my clips yet because I, I want to present this to the world in a, a different kind of way so you can see actually what what I'm seeing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be way against when I drop my clips. So, yeah. Man, anytime, bro. Uh, Quan, I, I know Quan's in here. He probably can't show it because he got a traveling clothes on. I, you know, I, I know what it feels like walking in the room and hitting the traveling clothes, daddy. Uh, Quan, you there? You can hear me, bro? Yeah, bro. Can you can hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, what's up, family? Now, first of all, uh, what up, family? Uh, miss y'all. Uh, just appreciate the invite. You know, it was cool coming out there, going back home and visiting. I had a great time with uh, with the family, with everybody out there. Uh, also, just to kick it with my dog Julian and his wife, uh, boys, uh, ate well, if I must say. But in regards to the to the battle, I agree with what Julian was saying. In regards to the energy, you feel me? Uh, the energy was live, but what I see uh, as a band director, some of the things that we said on the show, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the things we said on the show, I think honestly, uh, mass band, if it's marketed in a different way, because I said that when I was out there, if it was, if it's marketed in a different way, it could be bigger than what it is now. I do think uh, right now it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, but it can be polished up to be even better than actually what it is. Some of the things, some of the things that we said, <clears throat> and I know, <clears throat> excuse me, and I know some of the things that we said on, on the show. Hold on one second, hold on. Trying to get himself together, he's trying to travel, so you gotta, gotta give Sorry. respect. So uh, in regards to uh, some of the things that we said in regards to mass band, um, I know it was visitors or what out there, but like me and Julie, we was laughing because we did see people out there smoking weed. 
We did see people out there drinking. We know that's a part of the culture, but we also got to be mindful and cognizant, even though that, that that's a part of our culture, it's a time and a place for presentation. And if we asking sponsors for money and other fiduciary donations and whatnot, we got to be mindful of those things as well for the near future. Uh, like I said, overall, I enjoy myself. If I'm going to give my take before I leave, I know people going to be mad. Uh, but I'm going to give the overall win to Georgia. That's just my opinion. Uh, but like I say, I enjoy myself. I think uh, Julian put it in the best manner that it was disrespectfully respectful. Uh, but I understand that culture. I'm happy. Uh, there was some footage at the end where uh, I forgot what social media platform, but they was dapping each other off. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I think everybody had fun. Uh, and overall, honestly, would I go again? Yeah, I, I possibly will go again, bro. So, but I, I do think, honestly, with voices such as Justin, uh, keep pushing it. And I think with the right people, they could clean it up to where, honestly, I think it could take over the country in a positive manner. But it's, it is some things that I see that I don't mind sharing either. And I'm pretty sure with Rick expertise with DCI, that honestly we could clean it up and present it better for the masses that represents everybody in the culture from the band head to the band nerd to the overall professional. I think it's a place for it. Yeah. Quan said the same thing. I, I would go again, but I wouldn't stay the whole time, but I would go again. I would, I would, but go ahead. I think you, you got to go to one where, where, where more bands instead of just saying two bands, but this probably be the next year is going to be a bigger and better show. It's going to be in Atlanta. So this is going to be a new, Robert, they're probably ain't going nowhere simply because, like I said, look at their band six years ago, they had like 30 people, you know what I'm saying? Now they was bigger than us this year, you know what I'm saying? It's like I could talk so much war shit because I mean, war stuff, but it was it, it was lit. I, I, I'm interested to see what Rick go ahead to say, you know what I'm saying? Thank you to everybody who came. Um, I can say so much, I'm gonna talk about I'll, I'll, I know I'm just you know, whatever. Rick, what you gotta say? I'm really interested in what this, what, what this guy gotta say. I'm just Hi, y'all. What's going on? I'm a little darker. I've been out in that sun all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ain't had no, I ain't had no haircut, no nothing, Justin. I'm That's the drunk or life, boy. It's tight. All right. <laughs> yeah, man, we're doing really well right now. So uh, it's been a good year so far. But um, <sighs> Justin, oh, man. All right. Um, I want to push back a little bit on a couple things first. Last week I watched the show and they brought up this analogy of street ball to the NBA. Um, I watched the videos uh, of the battle that I could find and the songs that people that are sticking out in people's head was songs like the Spain. And it's interesting because those were the songs where they played with the most sense. It was balanced. You could hear every part. It was creative. The arrangement was creative. There was great things happening, I think, there. And I think they sound the most like one of our HBCU bands in that moment. I think that was the closest that they come to sounding that way. And it's Georgia, and it's interesting because most of those people in that Georgia mass band, you know, they and they can play. You know, some good musicians in that band. Um, and the same thing with New Orleans. You talked about the culture and all that. Um uh, but I'm just I'm willing to compromise my musical integrity just for the sake of saying something is good for the culture. So people can come after me. I don't give a damn. Y'all know that. Y'all know me. Y'all know me for years. You know how I think about music. And to me, my response to that whole street ball 
to the NBA thing is at the end of the day, flash and flair doesn't take away from the fact that it's still basketball. And there are fundamentals of basketball that no matter how you do it, you still got to put the goal, the ball in the goal. You still have to dribble up the field. Yeah, some carries maybe in street ball that don't get called, but it's still dribble. And to me, those are fundamentals that are no matter what band you're in, they stay there. And if they aren't there, I don't care about culture or none of that music is music. So I'll just say respectfully, it's not for me musically. I think that the presentation of it, I think it's cool. I, I love seeing so many black people in the same place having a good time. I get tired of people thinking that every time you see black people in a place, we're supposed to fight and all that stuff. I don't even think we got to even talk about that because we don't do that every time. We didn't have cookouts, everything, but we talk way more shit than, all. oh, man, that was, right, y'all suck or whatever, and a band show. It's band. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to see our people in a place where we can come together you know, as friends and in fun, you know, doing something that we love. But Julian brought up a statement last week that I, I don't think we should ever get away from, you know, and that is at the end of the day, you know, no matter how positive something is, you can still teach at the same time. And I think that, in my opinion, that's the reason why so many people are leaning towards Georgia is because at the end of the day, and this is how I know people make a conscious decision to do what they do. They completely changed styles from the first piece they played to when they played that Spain. It was a complete, completely different character. Articulations were different. Everything was, was different. So you have a piece that's not traditional rap or whatever we call it. So we changed the way we play to play that. And then we go back to doing what we want on the rap songs. And that's always been my, my, my issue is that when we warm up, we don't play that way. When we play songs that aren't traditionally black songs or rap songs, we don't play that way. But as soon as we play something that is characterized as something else, we change our whole approach to the instrument to play that piece of music. You know, I'm, I, people can debate me all they want, man. The fact of the matter is I'm not wrong. So while I appreciate the energy, uh, the culture of it, I agree with Julian. I think New Orleans band culture is unmatched, period. You know, when it comes to people that look like us contributing at a high level. I don't think that changes, but I think that there's nothing wrong with holding our art to a standard. And that's not a white standard. That's not a black standard. That's a musical standard. And so for me, I can enjoy it for what it is. It's just not for me. Hearing out of tune playing, no matter what the color is, is just not great. And Julian, to tell you, I say this for core style, show style, any man. If I go somewhere and people playing out of tune, it's out of tune. Sorry. You know, missing releases on purpose for five measures <laughs> on an out of tune double G or something like that. That's sharp. You and it usually it's like, you know, I can't compromise that. So I appreciate what it is. I just, you know, if I had to choose between the two, I think I would lean Georgia because I think that there's a, a were a lot more times where they played in character. But uh, me personally, I'm not willing to compromise on my musical integrity just to say it's for the culture. And I would hope that all of us, if we love something, we will want what's best for. Because ultimately, those kids that are in those organizations are going to have to compete against everybody, not just us. You know, so I would hope that, you know, the, the quality level continues to move forward. But you know, y'all said it was fun. I wasn't there. I was I was in California, but you know, I'm glad that 
And Justin, I think I heard you say that this is like this was like the two best bands. I haven't heard the other groups. Um, yes, uh, yeah, Memphis was good. Everybody did a pretty decent job for the most part, but these are two of the better. Um, two, yeah, these two of the best bands. They will kick everybody's ass. Uh, it was crazy that you say that though, uh, uh, Rick, because uh, I know we got to move on. But um, these last, I'm gonna say last two to three summers, which do I know we always push the needle on like musicality for real, for real. We just never had nobody to combat us with it. And I think we, I was talking with the fellas last night. Um, I think by Georgia, like, I don't know if you heard that Lion King they played. Remember that they played Lion King? Mm-hmm. They played, so, like, now, I ain't going to say that the, 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 the caliber of music and expectation from these bands are going to start rising, but it is. Because at the same time, just how us New Orleans folks feel, how you feel, Julian, I knew it kicked their ass through and through. Good. We come down a plane and they're gonna outplay us. I gonna be loud and that's the more aggression articulation. That's but when you play a song like they played, I just change it up. You know, if you don't have none to answer to it, that's that's us going back to our roots and we actually musicianship. Damn, we ain't got nothing to play against that. Even though I know we have a fun to crank in the stand of third, you know. So I do see that the the music the music the musicality needle is not, not about the like an expectation of song quality, it's about the rise next year if you wanna be on the top. From judging how they got the win over us, you know what I'm saying. But, haven't, but isn't that what I've said? Isn't that what I've said repeatedly on this show, Justin? I'm not telling everybody. I'm not telling everybody to sound the same. But when the only standard that we judge our bands by is how loud they can play, it lessens the whole experience. And that's why a band like Georgia was able to come in there and play Spain. They put bought the volume back a little bit and focused on clarity. My favorite part of Spain was those trombone smears that are in there. It was some really cool stuff happening in there, like in the texture of the writing that we don't really hear when people are just trying to like it's it's I equate it Justin to people just yelling the whole time. If we're screaming the whole time, you don't like you lose sensitivity to that. But if I start my voice right here and then I get more intense, and then I get more intense, there is more of a story I can tell there instead of just the whole story being, all right, I'm the loudest, baddest mother in town. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where. Show enough. Where, where I've always, I've always come from that standpoint. I know people can't really feel me where I'm coming from because they want everybody to be the same. I don't want everybody to be the same. I want to come to a ballad of bands and get the southern style, which is what all I ever hear at these ballad of bands. It would be nice to come in and get some Bethune Cookman thrown in there, or some Tennessee oh. State, or some, or some Norfolk State, or you know, some bands, you know, whatever. And that comes from song selection. That comes from variety of playing instead of everything just being yelling loud, loud, loud. That's that's all I've ever seen. Also, that that the cricket ain't going nowhere. Like even yeah. though uh, it ain't, yeah. So even though to that point that I, the 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 musicality expectation is going going to rise, you know what I'm saying? Which we always raised about when it comes to music. People just always don't they wouldn't pay attention to a song like a wrecking ball but they're gonna pay attention to like thong song you know what i'm saying that we actually actually play like right you know what i'm saying uh, they're not gonna play attention to like the uh nfl theme song that we play but they definitely want to play attention to any little wayne or something that we play so in most cases rick i'm glad that you watch but a lot of times we can't win for losing and that's why i appreciate new orleans all-star band now georgia you know what i'm saying for actually um Getting a different ear like you to be able to say, ooh, you see they could do it. How old boy said musical code switching. Yeah, you, when you're trying to win a, win a battle and you see somebody play that, you got to change that. You know I mean? And maybe that's how the song is wrote. But also the entertainment factor, back to the culture that we talked about, 
you wouldn't get nobody to come out of wind cranking out. You know what I'm saying? But we also can do it right. And a lot of these band directors over these bands, they have some a lot of college experience, or they even in college, on the college level right now, or they should be on somebody's college uh, level right now. That I'm not gonna lie, they preach a lot of the same things you're saying to the to the band, Rick. They do. And I don't want to, I'll be remiss to say they don't, you know what I'm saying? Especially in New Orleans All-Star Band, dynamics, uh, cutoffs, the, the shorter note, the bigger the pop, you know what I'm saying? We learned that in middle school, but sometimes I can't control people that just, you know, that just want to go against the grain. Like I say, for example, like Barry made a post um, about the reason why we lost, you know what I'm saying? Me personally, like I, I agree to Luke, but at the same time, we talk about the songs that they played. It's just they don't have an answer for it. I know we're capable of We had, we probably played it better than they did. They actually did. It's just a matter of sometimes they executed better on that day. They just had the better presentation that they don't make them a better advantage and make their, they won the, the battle in a sense. So I can't say you, I can't say you wrong in your experience, but at the same time, I can't like take away from what it is that, 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 that actually goes on, but also say you right at the same time because like, you know, it's a, it's a nice balance of both things. I mean, and, and I just want to be completely clear, man, because I know my words get misconstrued all the time. My only my like my only message has always been, Justin, I don't want everybody to be the same. Me personally, I enjoy some things Southern play. Me and Julian got plenty of songs that Southern play that we enjoy. You know, like when they play I Remember, we were over there fanboying. Like, I love I Remember. I love that um Joy um, Brian wrote for them the uh, Outcast song. Um, like they they played a lot of things that I like. My only issue has always been, man. Can't and Julian said at the top, can't nobody out Southern Southern. That can't be the only standard that we have, man. Like everybody has to be Southern, and I think there needs to be room for bands like the Georgia Mass Band to be able to come in and play stuff like that and to get appreciated. And this is the first time that I've seen that. This is the first time where I've heard people talking about something that wasn't just cranked up the whole time. And to me, that, that I have a great appreciation for that. I'm not a hater, even though people think I am. I just mm -hmm. have a standard of quality that I'm just going to be uncompromising with. And I think, I think as Black people, we should all have that expectation. What is our quality? And being able to stick to it. You know, be our culture. Be fun. Be all the things that we do, but do it with a level of, of polish and and refinement where we can all be proud of and, and hold it up, you know, against anything. Like you said, Julian, this thing, man, there's, or Quan said, there's potential here beyond just, you know, just seeing it, you know, in a parking lot or in a, in a football stadium. Why is this thing not being televised and these bands being able to reap the benefits of all this, you know, success? There's nothing wrong with what they do. It just, being uncompromising with quality has to be who we are as black people. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing, man. Crank up, do all that, but crank up in tune. It's all right to pull out a tuner. You know, it's all right to alter the third in a chord, even in show style band, to make sure that everything settles where it's supposed to. That's the teaching I'm talking about, Justin. I'm not talking about going in there. All right, we ain't playing loud. I have any band that I've been a part of, you guys, Julian, we play loud. But for me, that next conversation is, all right, y'all, we played it at the right volume. Let's talk about intonation. Let's make sure that the root and the fifth is straight up and down. Let's make sure we alter to the third down if it's a major chord or up if it's a minor chord. You know, that's the teaching I'm talking about, knowing what those things are. So at least the student is thinking about it. Okay, I need, I'm playing the third of the chord. It's a B-flat chord. So if I'm playing concert D, I need to make sure I bring that pitch down slightly so it settles in tune. 
there ain't nothing matter with saying that. Not just I've heard this with my own ears, Joseph Justin. I've heard a teacher tell the students, I don't care what come out the end of the horn. You better just blow that damn hole. And the kids got all excited. Ah, yeah. And then they cranked up right after that. And then uh, Justin, yeah. Justin, the next rep, yeah. dust was coming dust out the ceiling. From the ceiling. <laughs> dust was coming out the ceiling. They were playing so loud. And I'm sitting there like, this is awful. <laughs> like, but the kids were excited. You know, like, ain't nothing matter with teaching in the process of cranking up. That's all I'm saying. And to those brothers that you're talking about, those brothers you're talking about, kudos to them. Because clearly, you know, something's great is happening out there, man. I don't really have much negative to say about it. Some of it is not my cup of tea. But, you know, hey, I, I know I'm not going to be able to change. Like I told you, all I will no longer on this show say anybody's band uh, sucks or anything. I don't want to go there anymore. Because those are kids. Those are black people. I'm not going to bash my people in front of nobody. But what I will say is I'm going to always have a character for quality. And if it's not meeting that that standard, then I'm going to say something about it, whether it makes people happy or not. And Rick, let me say this when you just said that. Shout out to all the young people who were playing in in both groups, right? They had a little young dude on snare, man, uh, in the Georgia Mass Band who was doing really well, man. He was he was he was killing uh, there was a lot of young people in there, man. So shout out to all the young people who, who who were actually participating in there, man. I was I was actually happy to see that. And there's a video that's going around between the young dude in Georgia and uh, I think it was somebody from New Orleans Mass Band um, who was going back and forth on the snare. And the one thing that I appreciated about it is everybody around it was hyping the young dude up. It wasn't just you got the to. It was everybody, man. So he had like I, seventh grade, like yeah, he was he was a little young cat, man. So yeah, man. Shout out to that. Shout out to those young fellas, man. All right, man. All right. So let's thing. Uh, I appreciate you coming for coming, Rick. I wish you can get you in the building one day. That'd be uh, that'd be great to actually see you in the building to come. Y'all drag Rick up my house. I know it's during uh DCI time. But another thing, so I wish uh one day like y'all get an episode with some of the directors. And um, like, and let them get they they point of view. I know you can reach out to uh, Robin for uh, New Orleans, and um, I can get out of contact for everybody else. And also, I hear I often hear hear people say about how this can be brought to the next level. You know what I'm saying? If if these things were to happen, Cause I know one of the biggest things with All Star Band is funding. You know what I'm saying? Georgia came all the way to New Orleans. Y'all know that wasn't a cheap trip for them. You know what I'm saying? The question is how to get the kind of money to to do that fundraising. If they, if they can do it as a community. With big sponsors, you never know what can happen. So, like, y'all, since y'all DCI familiar, you know what I'm saying, Rick, if you think it's anything that 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 this culture can do that maybe can bring this to the next level, I'm pretty sure all these programs will be open to it. You know what I'm saying? Even me, I throw uh, some band battles. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that maybe we can do a compromise, you know what I'm saying, to, like, to give it a shot and pushing it forward, I think people will be interested in it. You know what I'm saying? At least the, the two bigger programs, and you never know we can add to it and add to it. Until we get there, but I I heard that like so many times the past summer that like this can be bigger on a DCI level, man. So yeah, that's all I want to say. Yeah, man. Just um, I mean, you already know how to hit me up, man. Just hit me up, and then you know we can we can chop it up and and send information and do whatever we need to do, bro. All right, all right, man. All right, so I'm gonna let y'all go. All right, mm. all right, bro. Appreciate you, man. Man, I will tell you this. Um. Like I said, it, it was a hell of a weekend. It wasn't just about my weekend. wasn't just about the mass, man. I'm just gonna be real with you. My weekend is I had a damn good time in New Orleans, bro. Um, and it's so much, so much so that my wife was like, "Yo, we gonna have to make this an annual thing." So 
I might be in New Orleans every year around that time. Um, so let's go ahead and move forward with the show. So the reason why I thought about this show was basically because of what I experienced when being um, at the New Orleans Mass or the Mass Band performance. One of the things that felt really good to me is to watch the connection of music and watch the connection of band. And as I told you, for me, it took me back to when I was in high school and some of those battle moments. So going around the room, let me go ahead and ask it right now. And as a matter of fact, if you in the chat, I want y'all to go ahead and put it in there because right now, this uh, to me, this is like family, love, let's have a good time. Uh, I mean, if you choose to talk your stuff, talk your stuff. But we're going we gonna to have a really good time today. So what is one of your greatest memories from band? What is one of your greatest memories from band? Now, before anybody answers this question, I also watched y'all last show too, Maya and Portia. And this is it, it all is tying in together because y'all started going into that. So what is one of your greatest memories from band? All right. Also, if you in the chat, you can go ahead and put it in, too. But uh, Portia, you got it first. If you could think of one off the dome. Favorite. Greatest. Ugh. Oh, man. Um. Um. I'm going to go with 07, oh, that 07 Honda. Um, it was 20 of us that year. And for 20 people to be locked in like that, um, it was just an out-of-body experience. Um, and I mean, the other thing is for the Legion to have been locked in like that um, was just different. And I felt it coming the day once we got to the dome the day before. But that just is unforgettable. The feeling that I had... Um, the energy, the connection to everybody else on that field with me. I think that's my greatest memory participating. You know, I've had some moments since I've been coaching that I'm just like, yes. Um, but that would be my greatest moment. Um, that would be one of them. I don't know yeah. if that's it. It's kind of hard, but I'm going to give that, top right now yeah um, i was gonna say it's, it's only one i know it's difficult to go through the whole list yeah, and limit, but just get yeah. get one my over there struggling right now. <laughs> it's hard it's hard but i i'm a I, yeah i'm gonna have to go with that honda that first honda um i had plenty of moments with the legion that i'm less like i don't know what it feels like to be in a band to get your ass kicked every week because we 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 foot the ass to other people every week you know i don't know what that's like so i have a lot of moments that i could pull out but i'm gonna go with that one for now all right um maya what about you what is one of your greatest memories from band i am in distress because <laughs> yikes there are so so many Ugh. okay great So many. Um, okay, so since I talked about, I won't do the one that I talked about on the feature. Uh, okay, honorable mention. My first halftime show, even, well, my first crab show, my first crab halftime, 2010, 
Labor Day Classic. That was definitely memorable because it's just something about your first time out. But the one that sent me through the ringer, and even though it wasn't the greatest from beginning to end, I'll always remember it. Um, Honda 2012. Honda 2012. So Dr. Shira had just left. Well, Dr. Shira was leaving. We didn't know it at the time. That was my first performance after my captain graduated in December and I was selected as captain moving forward. That Honda was crazy because, one, when we got there, my first time stepping into the Georgia Dome, if you stepped in there, you know, like, you look up, like that um that scene on Drumline when Devin goes into the stadium and he just like, it's just like, ah, just like that. But I was sick as a dog. I should not have been out there in the first place. I think I had the flu. I'm not sure what I had. Sick as a dog. Everything was going absolutely like shit at the 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 um practice that we had, whichever year that was. I was sick as a dog. It was my first time having a performance, not necessarily a performance in itself, a whole experience as captain. Didn't know what the, what I was doing. But needless to say, everything was everything. Everything happened and went off without a hitch. But that whole experience was just, I don't know, it's just it, it, that that really solidified having a backbone because that 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 was not it was not great. But it was great in terms of the memories and just like the thrill of it all. So that's what I can think of right now. All right. Bet. Rick, what is one of your greatest memories from band? I don't know, man. I, I've been a band director for 15 years now, so I don't remember what it was like being a marching band, uh, being in band. Phony. Especially at Norfolk State, because, yeah. So, everybody, I ain't had the greatest experience in Norfolk State's band. You know, I was really tight with some of the directors, like Miss Sanders. I, so, if I had to pick something from Norfolk State, it would probably be from Jazz Band, because that was my most enjoyable experiences at Norfolk. Dr. Sanford and Mr. Adams and I used to beef like crazy because I was marching drum corps and they just for some reason couldn't handle that. Like It was always a big issue. So if I had to pick one, it would probably be playing for Sly Hampton. Um, and uh, when Miss Sanders, she took us to the North Carolina um, uh, UNC uh, Wilmington Jazz Festival. And not only did the jazz band uh, get like a, a superior rating at that um, at that festival, but Miss Sanders was chose to perform with Sly Hampton that night because we had played so well and she was legit on her horn. And um, I, I'll never forget that, man, like him listening to our band and telling us we sound good and being the only HBCU there. And so it felt like we were representing for all HBCUs. So I think as a performing member at at in band, that'd probably be my number one experience, I guess. I mean, I have I've had some good ones. But most of my stuff, I would say as a teacher, you know, I think I have way more there than I do as a performing member of school. But I'll just give one just to stay in the context of the question. So probably uh Norfolk State Jazz Band playing for Sly Hampton uh in two thousand. It was either two thousand or two thousand one. I can't remember, but and he he just passed uh, recently too. So uh, shout out um, to the legend, our ancestor Sly Hampton, one of the best trombone tones I've ever heard in my life. Period. Um, and we got a chance to play for him in two thousand. So cool, that one. 
All right, I'm going to actually throw myself in there. Uh, and then we got somebody who's in the in the waiting room. I'm going to let him come up and talk about his. But mine was 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 my freshman year of high school, man. Um, the first time in my life ever hearing a roar of a crowd. Like, if you've never heard the, the true roar of a crowd, it is just by far the most exhilarating experience you've ever had in your life. It was right at the end of the dance routine. We had already did the full. First of all, when we came out, you can watch this battle. You can watch this battle. Uh, it's, it's on, um, I can't remember. Uh, what's Tape Master. You can you can find it on Tape Master. 99, Willow Ridge High School. Well, it says 98. It actually was 98. 98, 99, Willow Ridge High School, um, Battle of the Bands at University of Houston Stadium. Uh, we we came out the hole. The 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 crowd was going nuts anyway, because you know we were the legends in the city. Uh, shout out to Mr. Thornton, man, rest in peace. Um, but we did the whole show, top to the bottom, and then we finished the uh, we finished the joint out with a split, and we hit the split. We bend backwards, and you can't see nothing but the sky. So in my helmet or in my shako, all I hear is. And I was like, whoa, this shit is amazing. Uh, and then, and then you know, we came up and, you know, marched off the field. But uh, by far one of my greatest memories, that that right there, I will never forget. Like, if you pull that tape up right now, I, 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 can, I can mentally still do the dance routine. I probably ain't physically doing it no more. I mean, but I know and remember each move from that. But, but definitely uh, – my freshman year, Battle of the Bands, uh, Willow Ridge High School. Uh, Chuck, man, what's, what's your, your greatest memories from band? Hey, what's up, everybody? What's you going on, me? bro? Yeah, we got All you. right, cool. Man, I you know, I concur with Rick, man. It's hard, like, you know, after being a band director for a long time, you kind of see it on both sides, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. Um, I got to say, honorable, honorable mention is um, – you know, when I was at ANC, we went to uh, we went to Vegas and we played Southern. You know, in two thousand three, so that was you know crazy. Um, but I gotta say, like as a as a student, mine was two thousand one. It was my freshman year, my first year at ANC, and um, we did this thing called the Portland State Classic, right? And so they promoted it a whole year out. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to Washington State. I had never been there before, um, and. It was like the cleanest city that I've ever been in. It was so beautiful. We were there on a Wednesday, I think. We stayed all the way to Sunday. Um, prior to us, well, okay, when we landed, we got these magazines, and they had the pictures of, like, the Blue and Gold March Machine on it. And I remember us stopping, like, you know, to get some fast food or whatever after we got, you know, off the uh, plane. And these kids were like running up to us asking for our autograph. Like and they were serious, you know, cause they had been promoting this thing in the city a whole year in advance. So that was an amazing thing. And then when we got to the hotel, they gave us these honey bake, the bros were passing out the honey bake ham, uh, ham company boxes. Right. And in the, boxes they had these pepsi cans and it had like featuring the blue and gold marching machine you know at the portland state classic and i was like holy like you know this is crazy like you know and then portland state like they had some connections with nike i guess they were like a nike school so they gave us like 40 percent off at the nike factory we had just got refunds the day before we left. So, man, folks were, like, trying to figure out how do we go bring all these shoes. 
home and stuff. Like, hey, you got room in your bag and stuff. I mean, it was crazy. Um, the hotels we stayed in was 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 I mean was immaculate. Um, we what was it? We went to this party, me and some of my line brothers that same night, and it was this Omega that was throwing the party. And I don't know if you guys remember, remember BET used to do like step competitions and stuff. They had this group called like the Unknown Sigmas, right? And they were really popular, right? And so they were there. And man, let me tell you, when the bros, man, we threw down. They had never seen anything like KK Sai on that side of the country. And because of that, that guy was like, y'all got to come to this party the next night. So he picked us up, got us in VIP, and we just, like, strolled and party hopped the whole night. I mean, it was, like, it was the best trip ever. You know what I'm saying? It was the best trip ever. The fans – and the, the performance wasn't, like, all that because it was at a baseball stadium. I don't know if any of you guys ever performed at a baseball stadium. It was trash. Half the band was on in the in, – you know, in the infield, half was in the outfield – and uh, playing up to, because, you know, baseball bleachers, it's a little bit different, you know, and so the performance was trash, but, man, I mean, kids were coming up there. It was just an amazing thing. So, yeah, but I would say Portland State, you know, uh, 2001 definitely was a, um, you know, unsuspecting, amazing uh, performance when I was in college. Right. As, a, as a director, it was, um, and I'll be quick, again, it was the, we did the National Memorial Day Parade in 2011. You know, I got to take a group to that. And so being on a national stage was was amazing. So as a director, that would be my top. <laughs> All right, Chuck, man, appreciate that, man. That's that's dope, man. I, I shoot, I would love that discount right now. God dang, I, I need them Nikes. Right. I need them Nikes, man. But, man, appreciate yeah. you. Also, man, I, I I don't know if uh, he got with you, uh, Doc. He, he got with you already? I got, you. I got yeah, you, bro. Yeah, so I'll get with you later. Yeah. All right, bro? No doubt. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right. All right, man. So, there we go. See, man, I'm, we gonna, we going to get – we'll probably get through these uh, because – we probably going to be spending a lot of time reminiscing right now. All right, man, so let's go ahead and do it. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band coaching, music, music education, and more. Man, y'all go ahead and smash that like, daddy. Uh, and also subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks tomorrow. Just type in Real Talk That Talk, except for Apple Podcasts, where you can just type in Talk That Talk, and it'll be right there for you. All right, so here we go. Here's the next question. I'm piggybacking off of kind of what y'all had y'all conversation on on last week. What one thing can you say besides music connects all of us? What one thing can you say besides music, right? Because that's going to be the, like obvious, right? Like we music, right? Connects all all of us. Uh, Rick, you go first. In marching band? Yeah. Oh, okay. Being black. I mean, point blank, period. You know, we are, there's something about having a, a shared experience as black people that I think ties us all together, especially because all of us went to HBCUs. So our college experience was a lot different. I can say, I can definitely speak from my time in Norfolk State, you know, I got my undergrad and master's degrees from Norfolk State. So I was fully ingratiated in HBCU band and just HBCU culture in general. You know, I was a black Greek from an HBCU. I was, you know, a black uh, band member from HBCU. 
you know, so those experiences, I think, tie us all together. And that's why um, I think that these arguments we have as HBCU bands is, is insulting and ridiculous to me. Because just because we do band differently doesn't mean we don't share 100% of the experience in common with one another. And I, I get so tired of the bickering and complaining because band A is different than band B or whatever. Okay, that, all black people are different. It's the same argument we have when it's voting time and we all get lumped into the same categories. Everybody got different wants and needs. You know, we're not a monolith just because we're all black people. So I think the black experience to me trumps everything. And then, you know, you throw in our band culture, you throw in our contributions to American music in general as black people. Wouldn't be no American music if it wasn't for black people, period. Louis Armstrong created American singing. I got this shirt on. This is the shirt right here. This man's name, his name is Edward Boucher. Edward Boucher is the first black man in America to get a doctorate degree. And I wear this shirt all the time because I want people to ask me, hey, who is that? You know, what did that guy do? Why are you wearing a shirt with that guy on it? Because we, our history is what it is for a reason. And we lose who we are as a people when we don't know our own history. So I think at the end of the day, you know, outside of band, outside of all these ridiculous rivalries or quote unquote rivalries, at the end of the day, our experiences as black people ties us together. And it's also what's going to help us get past all these dumb arguments and all these, all this mess that don't matter, you know, is what we share as black people. So that's it. So I'm not saying that I, I didn't, I disliked your answer. I actually thought your answer was freaking phenomenal. Uh, but I'm going to share mine so you all can get a better understanding of the question. No, what if you take one of ours? Okay, all right, fine. Well, go ahead. Well, go ahead, Maya. Since you said, since you said that, go ahead. Wait, I was just kidding. Where no, I'm too late now. You said it. You, you, you put it out there. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. See, that's what happens when you. But don't be minding your business. Okay, so are we talking about the four of us? Or are we talking about all of all us? People okay. in the chat, everybody. Who? Everybody, everybody, uh, everybody. I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> I would say. Okay, now never mind. Go ahead and say what you was gonna say. See, that's what happens when you just shoot from the hip. I just want to make sure. No, I'm go from you, the right hip. Well, go ahead. Pop your whole hip out. Let me let me hear what you got. I was going to say passion. But do I need to stop there and, and, and go back to you? Okay. So, I because your answer isn't bad. Rick's answer wasn't bad. But let me give you some some understanding. Let me put it let me put it to you like this. Okay. All right. One of the one things that I feel connects us all is the feeling that you get that first day that you walk into band camp. We all know what that feeling feels like, especially as a rookie and or crab. Think about it. You walk in, you're nervous, you're trying to figure out what's going on. You got your shirt on. You don't really know nobody. You may see little 
little Johnny over there who you may recognize from high school, but you can't talk to him because they probably in another section. Then you got to hit the PT daddy and you're trying to figure out what's going on. You're talking to your upperclassmen and it's hot as hell outside and you're trying to figure it all out and they teaching you some shit and you like, bro, this is, I ain't, I ain't think it was going to be like this dog. And then you see your partner over there, he throwing up cause he tired or, or something like I, I, that's what I mean by that. Like one thing that that you feel like connects us all. I think it's band camp. Like when it gets August and the sun is outside and I smell that dewy smell from the grass, I, it feels like band camp. And it just I don't know. I have a I have a mental breakdown because I'm like, bro, oh, it feels like band camp. And being a teacher, watching and and seeing that again, and and watching kids grow through it, it just takes me back to that memory. So that's what I mean by the question, if that makes sense now. So now what? <laughs> <laughs> now you got to come up with an answer. I'm going to still say passion. Oh, okay, but then go for it. Honestly, like, whether it's the culture, whether it's music, band, what have you, to me, I think it all boils down to it's an interpretation. It's an interpretation of what we feel in our hearts and it's the way that we feel it and how we push it back out to the universe or, or what have you. So whether it's by sound, by, by ear, by tongue, by action, what have you, it's just, it's about passion. What it takes to be able to go to band camp every single day, what it takes to be able to deal with those three, four, five weeks of hell and torture prior to the season, what it takes when things aren't going right, what it takes um, when you've been in music rehearsal, dance rehearsal, whatever, hour after hour after hour, and it's just not a good day. What it takes to come back the next day. What it takes to be able to feel that pride that you have for your university, for your program, to be able to push those things out in the eye of entertainment, I think it all boils down to passion, and that is what connects us. It's what connects us to our programs, and it's what keeps us there. And gives us a foundation, something as this, because I mean, hey, we're years removed, whether physically or mentally, to still come back week over week and have conversations to push the culture forward, I think it still goes eye and eye with the passion. Okay. Uh Portia, what you got? Uh is there anything left? We got band camp, we got being black, we got passion. Um I don't know if I have anything after that. Um, what's one thing that you can say connects all of us? Um, I don't, I don't, I think passion being black band camp, but it's the entire experience. I think, um, because no matter what school you went to, it's certain things that are standard across every marching band program. And so, you know, even on our show, Maya, Sean and I went to three separate schools and did different things on auxiliary, but there are certain things that are going to be the same across the board that we can relate to. And it would be the same thing with the other people who've been in different marching band programs. It's certain things that you're going to experience. And there are certain things that you're going to have to do week in and week out um, to make it happen. And I think those things remain the same. Now, 
intricacies of preparation and what's the focus of a program may be different. But in order to put on a damn field show, you got to get out there and march it. In order to put on a routine or play a song, you got to put in that work. It's just certain things across all marching bands that you're going to experience. And this is not just at HBCUs. I mean, bands, marching bands in general, there are certain things that we're going to share because there's certain, th- there's several ways to skin a cat, but you still got to skin that damn thing. So it's, it's the experience overall from top to bottom, from band camp to you when you leave it and you're still passionate about it. There are certain things that you're going to go through that everybody who has ever been in a marching band um, can say, you know what? That also happened to me, but this was my story. It, it's it's certain things that we're all going to experience. Um, just like you all said, you didn't have no performances where you messed up. I know everybody that I've that I've talked to that was in an auxiliary unit has one performance they wish they could take back. So it, it's just the totality <laughs> of your experiences. I could we could poll. A hundred people that have marched in some form of auxiliary, and I'm telling you, they got one that they ain't even got to think about. It's on the top. That I wish I never participated in. I just want to disappear for a little while. Everybody has one of those. So there's certain things in the experience of being in the marching band that everybody is going to have. I want to, and I, I, I don't disagree with that. I agree. I actually, real quick, want to bring up one of the ones that y'all talked about on y'all show. Putting on that uniform for the first time. Baby. You know, after you done been through. Because I I wanted to comment on on y'all show, but I couldn't because I was going to let them have it. But, bro, going through your band camp, wearing them white shirts and them shorts. And you go through all that and you didn't go went through practice and rehearsal and blah, 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 blah. And you finally get to suit up. That is a feeling like none other. And that first step off. So, so every, I know everybody's different, right? So at Norfolk, we marched from the band to the band room to the stadium. Uh, when I, my, my freshman year, we call it the green mile. I don't know if they still call it that. Because uh, of that baseball stadium that got that big old green board over there, but stepping off that first time with that uniform on, man, that is one of the greatest feelings in the world. Um, and I'm pretty sure that is something that is connected through all of us uh, across every band, every program, uh, suiting up for the first time. Uh, Rick, did, was that the, the same feeling that you had when you put them chain daddies on for the first time? You was like, man, she left this. I was so just happy to be done with band camp. They could have gave me a white t-shirt and some shorts, and I would have been happy with, oh, my God. Rick, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. I think everybody felt like that. Lord, I ain't got to do this every damn day again. I was so happy for school to start. I ain't know what to do with myself. Lord Jesus, I just want to be in the air condition for part of the day. If I ain't had to see Sharice Parker one more time in my life, I would have been fine with it back then. Now, mama, don't kill me. But, yeah, when Sharice, man, look, Sharice had us shook. And it won't no hazing, no nothing. Sharice ain't never hazed us. But we knew she had a level of expectation of us. And 
meeting her level of expectation was difficult. So, um, yeah, like I said, when they when they handed us the bla- the band shirt and we got our rookie board for the first time, I was like, oh, Lord, I made it. Oh, I'm in the Legion. Oh, thank you, Lord. But then, yeah, so when they handed me the uniform, that didn't really have the same effect. And plus, the uniform, like, that thing was hot. Because we had them the old, the old uniforms was hot. Yeah. They was hot. Them heavy daddy. So I was like, yeah, I'm good. But yeah, yeah, when they handed us the band shirt and all that, that's how you knew you was legion. Especially watching how some of the old heads act when they saw somebody with the band shirt on and they wasn't legion. I was like, okay, I get to wear it and not get cussed out. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I man. think Sean brought up a good one. That's the truth. Anything that the Legion has ever played or a marching band, not just the Legion, a marching band has played the shit out of, I, I can't hear it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like every time, or if it's a drill song that we did, every time I hear it, I, I just, I don't know, I'm interjecting parts and phrases and pieces and it, it ain't the same. Speaking of which, so what about like signature songs of the school, right? Like, Norfolk, we got behold. Uh, I know PV has entertainment tonight. A and T, I don't. Y'all got like fifteen different ones. Because when I was coming up, we had y'all had like Velvet Rope. Everybody knew y'all for Velvet Rope. Then everybody knew y'all for Middle Finger. You, I don't know. I don't know, Chuck. Maybe you can help. Chuck, maybe you can help with that. Uh, but I'm just saying, like signature songs. Like, what did it feel like playing that signature song the first time? Because I remember playing behold for the first time um and it was actually during band camp and because we had been practicing that joint over and over again you know in sectionals and in the band room and blah 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 blah. but man we blocked up that night i think it was about about eight nine o'clock at night it was dark outside and we blocked up and we hit that joint and i just had chills running down my spine because it just it, it made me feel like I finally had gotten to that point of like, yes, we, we, we close. And, and then behold is like super dope anyway. Um, but like, is it, is it that same way uh, with entertainment tonight, Maya, when you uh, heard it the first time? Cause you know, you ain't played, but you know, <laughs> I didn't say you could, I'm just saying you did though. But you- I mean, yeah. So for me, it's a little bit backwards, right? So kind of going to what we were talking about early, kind of growing up in that particular culture, coming from Townview, coming from the Dallas area, I always resonated. Well, I was more familiar with the band version of songs as opposed to the real thing, right? Because Entertainment Tonight, I wasn't really old enough to be watching it like that. So it wasn't until I got into those, those programs and I heard the song like Swamp. I knew Swamp as a band song before I knew Swamp was a song song. And and everything that follows suit. So to be able to be in that house, to be in that arena and hear it, it just feels a little bit different. Like, damn, this is what I grew up listening to, but now I'm right here in the midst of it all and able to dance to it. It's just something totally different. And of course, when I hear it on the radio or what have you, I'm not singing the regular swamp. I'm singing the band version. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it is different. It's just, kind of in reverse for me yeah i think and and see that's the thing i think that as a as bandsman period i think that it's super dope to have those things that really connect us all in some type of way like even just this past weekend and and you know my wife was privy to it um I, i i felt real real connected for like 
all for like two days. Well, well, two days, but now like forever. Um, just being able to have a conversation with Quan's wife because Quan's wife is a member of my high school program, but she was there before I was there. So she had, I asked her about experiences that she had had, but it just turned out that her experiences, a lot of her ex- experiences were very similar to mine. And, and, and it, it just, it just made me feel good because I felt like we were connected in some, in some type of way. So I just think it's super dope that we all have these little things that connect us as bandsmen, uh, but also, you know, as musicians, but also as bandsmen and that we can always, always revert back to and discuss, um, which kind of goes back to Rick's point in the sense that we spend a lot of time going back and, and forth about unnecessary trivial things when there's more things that connects us than then separates us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick, any final thought on this before we move on to the next one? No, I just think that at the end of the day, man, I think we need to just practice more civility. You know, at the end of the day, we in this together. We all want to see what's best for best for um, black band culture. You know, yeah, we all have our own, uh, you know, visions of what that will look like. But at the end of the day, I think we all want what's in the best interest of black people. So as long as that is the focus and we're doing the positive work to move black uh, culture forward, then man, shoot, by all means, y'all do it your way, man. Do what you feel is in the best in- interest of your band and moving our people forward. So that's it. All right. Well, I have something real quick. Oh, go ahead. You got it. Do you ever, so when y'all are listening to just anything, instead of hearing your band's version or a band's version of it, let's say it's a brand new song. Do you hear a brand new song and think of the, like what it would sound like in, okay, yeah. Cause I'll be doing that too. In my head, I'm an arranger, okay? In my head, I have the perfect ear, okay? You cannot tell me, okay, that I cannot. So in my head, especially even, I'll find myself doing it watching the damn Tiny Desk. And I'm like, why am I doing the band version of Superstar? Because right. It was... <laughs> I was doing it. So I just wanted to know if it was just a me thing or if y'all said that. Same. No, when stuff come out, I'd be like, oh, this would be this would be a good man song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my you gotta do it. Right here. This the new feature, right? <laughs> but my the other part of that is you do it to make fun of people too. Cause when I hear when I hear like you think smoking out the window by uh and not making fun as in like clowning, but making fun as uh, well, I bet you Southern would play it like play it this. like this. Yeah. Yep. Like the, you gotta get that in there and then and you if get I think it'll be a dope flag feature right. I'm in here like this ain't got flag the first like right. hey, kill this part right here yeah yeah absolutely and then you gotta put that Bethune Cookman put that sharp four into five wait a chord all that like you gotta put all the bands in there yeah but when I hear melody I mostly hear just ruin baritone shout out Scarfing yep yeah <laughs> look who it is Scarfing you gotta get that ruin there man just ruin. but see the thing is I do the same. you know when I was when I was on for KK Sai I was the, the the bass guy so any any song that we had to do for then I would make up some random uh marching band <laughs> it just it just it happens every single time uh it, it, and I tell you sometimes it's funny riding in the car with my wife because she get tired of me sometimes hitting it I'm it, woo, woo, 
Woo! But I do it every single time. It don't change, man. I, I don't know. I, I guess that is what connects us, man, as, as, as bands. We all do it. We all do it without a shadow of a doubt. Well, thank you, Maya, for bringing that up. Because that, yeah, that was a good one. That is super true. We all, we all do that. Just rue it. Just rue it. Absolutely. Shirts are still available. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. That daggone dog wants to get all the camera time. Uh, go ahead and smash that like, Daddy, as soon as you come through the <laughs> As soon as you come through. She's just trying to give you a kiss. Good Lord, get a, get a girl a kiss. See, the thing is, I got this new desk, and she can fit up here with all my equipment plus the desk itself, so oh. she's just sitting up here and walking around. Well, you should have got a tiny desk. No. <laughs> I need all 72 inches of my shit, okay? <laughs> You missed it. All right. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks tomorrow. Just type in Real Talk That Talk, except for an Apple podcast where you type in Talk That Talk. All right. So I'm, I'm going to actually keep going on the idea of everything that we just said, the things that connect us, connects us uh, rather than separates us. And if that be the case, then are we being too hard on each other? I, I I know Rick is ready. Look at him. Look at him. His face is ready. But I ain't going to start with Rick, though. I'm going to start with Maya and the dog. Okay. Her name is Sophie. Gosh. Maya um, and Sophie. Can I, I, I like to take a lifeline. Can we take it a little bit further? What What do you mean by that? In the way that we're, we're I, I don't, I guess I'll say it, judgmental against each other. Um, And I'm not just talking about us because I, I, you know, I'm talking about everybody. No, for sure. I got you. I mean, I think, yeah, but I I think that's part of the reason why Brownie said what he said. You know, like, there's no reason for us to say somebody is trash or, or whatever, especially if we don't have anything to offer up to be able to help or adjust. And that's why platforms such as this are so needed because we're breaking that stigma and showing that, yeah, we can... We can disagree. We can have different perspectives and opinions. But at the end of the day, like Portia said, there's a lot more that mends us together than that separates us. So, yeah, we are too hard on each other. But I cannot say that that's when we talk about we the blacks. I mean, that's just us. We 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 like to pull some stuff apart. We like to get ignorant. We like to, to talk about whatever the case may be. And we like to be messy and start and say, and, you know, oh, he said, she said, and, and look, she got on pink, but her pants is purple. Whatever the case may be, that's just us in general. So absolutely, we are too hard on each other. But, I mean, it's a, it's a work in action, and you have to lead by example. So that's why, like I said, things like this are so necessary and needed. Okay, Rick, are we being too hard on each other? No, God, no. Um, I think coming from a position of civility is important. Like we don't have to be insulting. And just because I disagree with you don't mean I think you're the devil or the you know the most evil person in the world. We just disagree. But I think that's just a microcosm of everything that's going on in American society. If you disagree with somebody, that means it's you against them. And as black people, we got to pull ourselves away from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't hate anybody. There's not one person on this planet that I hate. You know, it's not. I'm sorry. I just don't hate people. I understand that there's people I don't like. There's people that I choose not to interact with. 
but I don't hate anybody. You know, I want to, I want what's best, best for our students. Everything I do in music is for students. It's not for me. Matter of fact, my friends tell me all the time, Julian included, that I need to take more credit for some of the things I do, but that's just not my personality. My personality is I go to work every day so that the kids can enjoy the benefits of the hard work that we put in. You know, the thing that used to piss me off the most, Maya, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the thing that used to piss me off the most at PV, and Julian and I had many conversations about this, so he knows where I'm going, is I felt like sometimes we would make decisions that were going to put y'all in a position where y'all had to defend the decisions that we made. And I meant by social media, I meant by being around your peers. We're not in those those small circles that y'all are in. You know, I'm not in a lot of these groups. I'm not in these alumni groups. I'm not in, the, you know, all these things where y'all have to go in and defend the decisions of the band director. So for me, I wanted to always put us in a position where we could be the most successful all around, not just from our small vision of what the band should be. That's why I love how, you know, like where I am now, we, we have a lot of student input because it's important for the students to, to take ownership of the band's success. Every band that's good in this country is because they have good people in front of the band with a vision, but they have a student body that has bought into what that vision is and they support it 100%. And so for me, if I'm not doing that as the band director, then it ain't about the students, it's about me. And that's when I need to reevaluate my, you know, my purpose with that program. So just in general, you know, I think I think that no, we're not being too hard. Sometimes I think we need to be a little more harder on ourselves. You know, like at the end of the day, excellence is excellence. And we can sit up here on this platform and argue with people all day about what excellence is. But at the end of the day, like I keep saying on this show, a concert F is a concert F. If it's not a concert F that's played in tune with a good tone quality, no matter what band it is. And I think holding each other accountable to that is one thing. But like Maya said, I will no longer on this show. I just won't. And this I've been this way for a while now. I know it pisses people off. I'm not going to say anybody's band sucks. I'm just not. I don't know the experiences that that band is going through. I don't know the challenges. You know, over the last couple of weeks, I've really seen a lot with what some bands are dealing with from a budgetary standpoint, you know, with a staffing standpoint. You know, everybody praises band A and, pra and band B. They don't praise the bands um, that have one band director doing everything or in the support staff coming in to try to make the band better because they care. Not a person that's being paid on salary to do so. Thing about it, a lot of these swag bands that are successful have multiple band directors, four or five band directors. I know a lot of bands that have one and a half, maybe two. You know, so for me, you know, seeing the experiences of the programs has made me a lot more sympathetic to the challenges that groups that I'm not associated with uh, face. So, uh, no, we aren't being hard on each other. We need to be harder. Black excellence comes, what they say, iron sharpens iron, right? You know, you want to be good on your instrument. You don't get good on your instruments by feeling sorry for yourself. You get on good on your instrument or on your um, equipment or in your dancing by getting out there and dancing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or getting out there and playing, putting yourself out there and honing your skills. So hell no, we ain't being too hard. We need to be more hard on each other. We need to hold each other to the same standard. Excellence is excellence. And it regardless of color or style or conference. So that's it. 
For sure. Are we being too hard on each other? I agree with Rick. No. I think that a lot of the dialogue, um, the benefits of said dialogue get lost. I think that um, there is a lot of growth and development that could be the result of conversations and feedback. Constructive criticism is a thing, and it can be used to improve yourself, your assignment in the band program, and the band program overall. But we have to be willing to be receptive. Everything, every comment or um, area of feedback that comes to you that you don't agree with doesn't mean that it's negative or you're being belittled. Um, I'm taking this, uh, the last class that I took was a strategic leadership class. And it talked about one of the things that you have to do prior to any change taking place is getting people to understand that the change is beneficial to them, but B, it's not an attack on the overall business. It's what are we, what can we do better because there's always something to improve. I think we get caught up in, well, she said she didn't like the way we played that song. We didn't say the song sucked, but there could have been some things that were improved upon. Or, you know, these dancers don't look you know, we didn't like this about what they did. That doesn't mean they were terrible. That just means that we saw some different things that we thought could be better. Everybody has something they can improve upon. So it's not we're too hard on each other. I think the context in which things are taken leads to these big blow-ups that may seem harsh. But the reality is, and I think we said this over and over, is that we want the culture to move forward. One of the things that I try to do in my overall life is to improve. How can I get better? What can I do, you know, to make sure that I'm a better person version of myself at the end of this year than I was last year. I'm also trying to do that as a coach. And so part of it is we need to be holding each other accountable and not being complacent and being able to get feedback from people and take that and say, how can I use this to grow myself? I do not think we're too hard on each other. I think people internalize or take things personal when you get feedback. And it, it could be just as simple as let me evaluate how I can utilize that to improve my craft or whatever my assignment is. I don't think we're too hard. I think how it's taken is too hard. They take it too personal. And it's really just about getting better. That's my perspective. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. Yeah, I, I think that all of you guys had some some very good things to say. Um, let me take that off of there. Something I was thinking about just now as we were going into that. Not being – not <clears throat> so now that saying that we're not being too hard on each other, here is a bonus question for you guys. Um, today is – well, we're in July now, right? Yeah. And then next is August, and we'll be starting a, a brand new year. Yay. What expectations do you have for the upcoming season? Who do you think will be the surprise programs for the upcoming season? Who do you think will be the surprise programs of the upcoming season? You can't say Norfolk. Don't be biased. I wouldn't say that anyway. I was just messing. Well, you know what? Dang, I was just messing with you, but you know what? Don't even worry about it. 
I wouldn't have said I that. Got one. I got one. Go ahead, Rick. And it's from, and I'm hoping that what I'm seeing on social media is true from a recruitment standpoint and what I've heard from them over the last year, but I'm going to say Texas Southern. I am anxious to see what Javon and Brian and those guys are able to do now that they have a foothold in there. They've been established for a year. Um, people think I'm a hater of Texas Southern. I am not. I have not uh, in the past liked a lot of the stuff they've done. I thought that they let the band play that way without any checking. And I know I was right now because as soon as this Southern staff got in there, the sound of that band completely changed. So for me, it's uh, Texas Southern is definitely a band I'm watching. I want to see where they move that thing to. Uh, I think another band is Kentucky State. You know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's what yeah. I want to see. And we're going to see them in Charlotte. I just, they've been doing some things um, and I've been kind of quietly watching them. Yeah. So I, I'm interested and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them in person. Yeah. Um, Alabama A&M. I always like Alabama A&M sound. I'm just wondering if there's another level they can take it to, especially with Bethune Cookman and all those guys in the same division. So now they don't have to worry about being different. It's not just them in Prairie View now. So, you know, I think SWAC drives HBCU band culture. I do. Sorry, I'm, you know, sorry, me acting CIAA. Now, um, now, Justin, in these comments. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that, Justin. I don't, I, I went and watched him after he told me. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think for me it's definitely Texas Southern man. And shout out to Javon Paul. I got a chance to meet that brother both at TMEA and on a couple of other occasions. And that brother is super sharp, man. So all the people on here, uh, Texas Southern, I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys this year, man. I really hope that your recruitment efforts have um have paid off and another thing is that's going to make all the bands better right like texas southern being 250 300 people and and playing well will make pv a better band because now it's not that you know we're the bigger band you know it's we're the bigger band and we have foes around us that are comparable and you know those two going at each other man so i'm really excited to see where they move that program okay uh so portia you said k-state Kentucky State. Maya, what you got? I don't disagree with Texas Southern. What? Um, so, I, I'm also thinking about, like, on an auxiliary level and, you know, a dancer's perspective. I'm not sure who I'm very, very excited to see about, like, in a good way, honestly. Now, Biased, of course. I am excited to see what the Foxes are going to do just because just from watching, of course, being from the outside in, it's something about Shelby that it, I can't quite put my finger on, but I feel like there's a host of creativity and a host of something that she embodies that I'm, what I'm, I'm interested to see like how she's going to carry that out through the team. But on the flip side of things, there are a lot of things happening in the dance world. And some teams that were making traction, stuff has hit the fan. And so now I'm not quite sure if we're going to be up, neutral, down. Alabama State is one of them. They were making they were making good strides. I'm not really sure what, what this season is going to bring to us. Overall, Jackson State has always had big numbers. But with the influx of 
social media presence that they've been having, we you know with with Coach Prime, all these types of things. I wonder if that's going to translate into the band world and the band numbers overall. I, I'm I'm not really sure like which side of that I'm on, but I'm interested to see if that's going to correlate in that regard and not just necessarily in the football arena as well. Um. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure in terms of the other teams. Of course, Texas Southern, I'm really interested. They had a really, really sound year last year. I'm talking about Motion of the Ocean. They had a really, really good year. One of the best years that I've seen in a while. So I'm interested to see, interested to see how that's going to go. But other than that, I don't really have too many folks on my list. I don't know if that's good, bad. I'm just going to say, you know, I'm just... Waiting to see what happens. Well, and what about some of these schools that have new band directors or will have new band directors? You know, like there's a lot of influx happening. Like somebody bought up Florida Memorial. Y'all know we love Florida Memorial. Boy, Florida Memorial. We are huge fans of that band program on this show. Like from a sound perspective, creativity, everything. But they've dealt with some challenges over the last year too. And I got a chance to meet their band staff at um, the consortium. Very competent, good group of people. So. I would absolutely put Florida Memorial in that conversation. I mean, you said don't be biased, but, you know, hell, Norfolk's going to the Rose Bowl parade this year. I heard the numbers are looking good. Like, I'm you anxious heard how many see. trumpets? Yeah, I heard they got over 40 trumpets, June. That's the biggest trumpet section Nor- Norfolk has ever had. So, I'm mm-hmm. anxious to see a bigger Norfolk. You know, I, I just want to see it. it. I just want to see yeah. it and hear it. That's all. We're going to hope like, they all make it through band camp. That band camp is <laughs> separates the men from the boys, but it's a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean, shoot, if we can get a Norfolk that's the size of 09 again, they'll be able to go up against anybody. I'll put that quality against anybody. PV, I've been hearing a lot of good things from them. I heard they're going to be back over 400 this year. So, you know, like, there's a lot to look forward to. But for me, I think what's so exciting about Texas Southern is the fact that these brothers have not been shy about letting the world know that they out here recruiting and trying to make that band better. And I think we all can agree that that's the best we've heard Texas Southern in years, many, many years was this year. So if they're able to continue on that, on that, uh, what's Gary going to do drill wise at a you know, he's going to do something crazy. You know, because that's, that's who he is, man. Gary is the best drill writer in HBCU band, period. So what's he going to be able to do, you know, different this year? Is he going to bring anything new to the table? I want to see all that, man. Band season makes me excited. You know, I'm waiting to see that next band that's going to figure out that you can actually play in tune and release together but still be exciting and play, you know, and crank it up like we normally do. Who's going to be the next band to actually play in tune and release together? You know, that's exciting. So it's a lot of excitement out there, man. Hell, true. I want to hear our bands. You know, I can't wait to hear what my band sounds like when I get back into them, you know, and, and all these other ones. So, um, yeah. So Camille, nobody that's alumni will be in that Rose Bowl parade. They will be all current students that are in the Norfolk State University <laughs> Marching Spartan Legion. Okay. She in the Smiths. Trying to. I'll I deal with that. Uh <laughs> But no, I, I I actually look I'm actually looking forward to Alabama State. Um they came out pretty strong this year, especially mm-hmm. in the past, because I was not a fan of their sound. But this year to me, they just or this past year, to me, they they just really, really stepped it up. I I appreciated their 
their musicianship. I appreciated their arrangements. I appreciated all of that. Um, <clears throat> from a Ooh, no- Brownie, I thought you had a ghost back there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was happening, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, Tiff. Um, but uh, but there's another thing that I'm actually excited for. So let me go ahead and say this again. As everybody knows, and all of our listener knows, and and people who watch the show, I'm a J5 fan. Been a J5 yeah. fan for a very long time, uh, and it, they have their first Hispanic drum major, um, and he is from the Dallas area, marched at Skyline High School. I've actually been so. The funny thing is, the past couple of drum majors, I've been watching all of them since they were in high school. Um, the last head drum major, um, he went to Edna Carr and I had been watching him since his tryout in Edna Carr, uh, Nate. And now he's, he's just graduated. And so now they have the Hispanic drum head drum major who is from Skyline. Uh, so I personally, this upcoming year am looking forward to seeing this J five line and, um, seeing, the creativity that they, they have and what they bring. Cause I, I'm going to say this, Nate was hella creative. The the stuff that Nate had, had did last year uh, with that line, I thought was super dope. Some of the things that he came up with. So those for me are the two things that I'm looking to see, or the two programs I'm looking to see Alabama state for on the band perspective, but Jackson state on the J five perspective. So anybody what three Norfolk performances you got on your schedule. Who me? Mm-mm. I'm talking to uh, Justin. Oh, Smith. Oh, he said, okay, I wouldn't see. I don't even be in the comments like that all the time. Uh, yeah, he'll put it up. Um, then I, I'm definitely coming homecoming, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's going to happen. It's a reunion. Yeah, me and the wife. Matter of fact, what uh, – figure it out. Well, we might we, – we're going to have to do the home, the Norfolk show then. Uh, and then Quan is going to be there. Uh, we had that conversation. He's gonna be there as well, so um, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, it's that means Boo Boo Kitty, you gonna have to come to homecoming too. You have to figure it out. Wait, that's the same weekend as the um competition. Oh yeah, Smith's daddy. Smith's yeah. daddy. You're going to homecoming, <laughs> baby, Justin. <laughs> oh, you it's coming? A, he coming to homecoming? It's gonna be, be HC staff homecoming, I think, right? I don't know. He, he may be. He may have messed up a letter. He may have been talking about Howard or something. Uh, <laughs> that ain't nothing. Um, if you hey, come on, it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a movie, Justin. Justin ain't gonna be able to now. record nothing because it's all gonna be ground. <laughs> he gonna be recording grass and dirt. <laughs> Look, I don't, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be at homecoming. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to step over by the band because Julian got us all messed up. What are you talking about? After, um, yeah, ain't nobody yeah. think about that stuff. No, it is what it is. Y'all, y'all was here before uh, accent existed, so we just gonna do what we do. Everybody gonna pick oh. their feelings and we're going on. We going on with the business of the day. I, I forgot all about that and, and could care less. <laughs> nobody care about nobody that. Nobody think about that. Uh, yeah, so I, that's that's definitely gonna happen. Uh, so this I'm, my twentieth. This my twenty year anniversary. So, oh man. I gotta be super cutest at homecoming. No, you don't. Come on, super cute. That's what I'm talking you was, about. You was you were super cute in undergrad. You don't gotta be super cute now. You can just be rich. Twenty years, dog. 
20 years. I was 18. Yeah. I crossed, well, 19 when I crossed Omega. That's years. crazy. It's going to be a movie, y'all. This is the first real, real one since Corona. Oh. Since the COVID, baby. Uh, right. So, yeah. So, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing my band in person versus, you know, on, on the video, Daddy. Uh, I don't know. My wife is still trying to make it to this day on Rose Bowl. Uh, Rick, you going? Come on out. That's going to be a movie, too. I done already made the announcement. The day belongs to the Spartan Legion, but after that, baby, it's these streets. I might. I'll probably be there. Yeah, I've, I've been invited by a couple of people, so I may. I might make my way out there. Come on. Come on, family. Come on. We're going to look at some numbers. Uh, but we're going to try to figure. But I, I will say this. Uh, Portia, we got to figure out a way to get you down to this National Battle of the Bands, girl. I'm trying, Jesus, but, oh, Lord. Yes. We I'm going to see. We I'm gonna, trying. We're going to be there. Um, and like I said, we're we trying to figure out some other things, but that's going to be in the future. So I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I, looked, I actually looked at flights and hotels the other day. I just got to see if Jesus wants me to go or not. I was balling out on this vacation, like, you know, I, hey. I, and then I'm getting ready to go to Philly for a week for Boule. So if any Soros, Zetas is going to be in Philly for Boule, holla at me. So I'm here to go to Philly for Boule in two weeks. So look at here. I, just, I, I understand the ball out because of New Orleans. <laughs> I looked at my, my backstage. I said, girl, you was really, you just was doing look whatever with your money, huh? All right. Boy, I Budget. I All tap right. that card so many goddamn times. <laughs> Every time I beep, I just, oh, beep. All right, cool. See, no see, problem. The problem is not me paying to get there. The problem is that I'm going to get down there and I'm going to start having fun and I'm going to go shoo, 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 shoo. Yeah, because I'm telling you. I'm telling you now, if you come to my city, bro, I'm not gonna just let you leave and just be on some regular stuff. And look, see, see, see look, and look, I'm gonna be telling all. Have I'm a whole t- new budget for this trip. I'm telling all that. the business now. Like I didn't, my 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 mama didn't, my my daddy didn't move by my mama, so I can drop them children off to their grandparents, not just a grandparent. And me and the wife is is gonna have a a, a time. Yeah. I- so, I looked at flights and uh, hotels actually while I was on vacation. So I'm I'm trying to make it happen. Okay. Um, we'll see. Yeah. More than likely, I'm coming and I'm just gonna pray about it. As a matter of fact, anybody who's watching right now, who's gonna be watching later when you go and rewatch this broadcast, if you come into the National Battle of the Bands, man, let's let's try to do a meetup. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna try to put together a meetup and a link up with the Talk That Talk family, and we can just go and have a goddamn good time. Uh. Yeah, so Maya, don't be playing no games. Get, oh, yeah, you already back in Houston. Never mind. Never mind. I thought you were still in Dallas. My bad. And, and five seconds, I forgot. Five seconds, I forgot. All right, man, Uh, we got to get ready to get on out of here. Justin, are you going to be in – is he going to be – Justin, you going to be at the National Ballot of the Bands, by the way? What did he say? Any traditions y'all do at homecoming that I should know about? What you mean as far as what, Eat. marching band? Eat and drink? Oh, you, oh yeah, I about to say it. I mean, well, MD Thursday, but we don't really open that up to the public, but – True, true. Oh, I will tell you this. If you go by the KK side uh, joint, don't eat the fruit. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> It'll kill you. It'll, it'll kill you. Don't do not do it. Don't. Listen. Don't. It's been soaking since last homecoming. It'll kill you. Listen, okay? I have, I have as, a, as a chapter member, <laughs> I'm telling you, 
Don't I made the mistake one time because I thought because I, I it was back during my clubbing days when that when we was doing the clubs, me and custom and we was doing clubs. Right. And so I was like, man, my tolerance high. I'm good, man. I, I got this. And this was right after I came back from St. Croix. So, you know, liquor. I was used to drinking. Boy, I ate that goddamn fruit. I don't remember what happened for the next five hours. I can tell you that mm-hmm. right now. Don't, I remember looking down and do. seeing the sidewalk. That was the last thing I remember. If you do eat one and then pause. Yeah, you you gonna have to sit down, sit down for a little And then little. figure out if you should eat another one or not. I'm telling you, don't do it. I ate a whole cup full. I think that's we what we do pass and review every game. So yeah. that wouldn't be different um for homecoming. But yeah, um, um oh yeah, my bad. Go ahead. I can't really think of anything. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that after the band back takes that bow, I'm going and fix my life. Okay. Get away. I don't, I'm off work. <laughs> Thank you. Sweet. Have a nice day. Clack. I'll boom. Be, I'll I, be the tailgate Justin. Right. I don't, I ain't going. To, I'm sorry. I'm not going to that game. I'm just going to be quite honest with you. No, I mean, I know you got to go. No, they shut the tailgates down now. You got to go do? into the game during the, yeah, they shut the tailgate down. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. Because okay. they, they realized they were smitting themselves? No, yeah, they it was a mess. But anyway, they don't do that no more. But what I used to do before I got on band staff, I would go to the game to end the halftime. Then I would just leave and go to the tailgates. But, you know, eh, I, I got to be there. I ain't been, I ain't been give me a media to a home camp, to the homecoming since Ask 2011. Kentucky state flags to get you a media pass. Ooh, ooh, my goodness. All right. Well, on that note, hey, I got to get that shirt, by the way. Uh, On that note, man, let me get let's get ready to shut this down. This has been a great episode, man. I am very pleased with how this came out only because of the fact that I thought Rick was going to go completely off when I saw him down at the bottom. But he didn't. And it was very good job, Rick. You you did a great job of being very honest while yet keeping yourself composed. So proud of you, sir. Proud of you. All right, so let's get ready to get out of here, man. Any final thoughts, anything you got for the coach, Amaya? Oh, not today, Lord. I mean, that was just, I mean, that's another good one in the books. I'm still amazed that it's about to be a year, but yeah, I mean, it was just a good time. And speaking of which, um, one of the things I was thinking about doing since we're coming up on a year is probably re-showing the first episode. Oh God! Please no. Me? Did you go back and look at that first episode? I won't. I, I look. Me and the wife was looking at it. We couldn't stop laughing. I'm telling you, the first, the first <laughs> ten minutes of the first episode is hilarious because all we were doing was trying to see if we could hear each other. Can you hear me now? Hello. Yeah, bro, what about this? Is this okay? It was. It was <laughs> trash. It, oh my gosh! All right, Rick. Any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Um. Yeah, man, I got a couple of things, actually. First and foremost, um, DCI season is in full swing. Um, I would hope, y'all, there's a lot of black people that are in DCI. There was an effort made by a lot of drum corps to get our people in there um, by us, and it's it's paying off. So I would hope that the same way we support these alumni corps during, or all-star bands during the summer, let's go support our African-American brothers and sisters that are in these drum and bugle corps. There are shows throughout the United States that have people from like us. Uh, once again, uh, the cadets, their featured soloist is um, Rajel from uh, Jackson State, you know, University. Like we are, we are in the activity, and it would be great 
for our community to come out and support these people that look like us uh, in these shows. Um, just to let y'all know, I'm the ca- only black caption head in DCI right now. Me and my boy Brian, we're the only ones because Spirit folded. And um, so it'd be great for some of y'all. Spirit to- officially folded? They aren't. They're coming back, but this year they folded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm about to say. All right. So, um, yeah, come out and support us, y'all. We could definitely use, you know, I want to meet some of y'all. I'm not mean, y'all, I promise. All right, just play that on TV. But, um, yeah, um, so, yeah, so come support us. I think you'll really like what you see. Uh, Carolina Crown. Oh, my God. That show is incredible. I saw that. I saw that Kitar uh, part that you were talking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and the Blue Coast, yeah. There's oh, some really cool stuff out there, y'all, so come check it out. Uh, second part, y'all know I always like to give music. Uh, Domi and JD Beck got a new album coming out. If y'all never heard of them, they're like these teenage kids that are like they sign with Anderson Pop and Thundercat. Like they're legit. <laughs> so if you want to check them out? Uh, Kim Burrell for all you gospel fans. She just released a new track and it's really good. Uh, and then just if y'all want something off the beaten path you've never heard of before? Uh, check out Theo Crocker. Theo Crocker. His new album is really good. He did a lot of features with some of your favorite singers, like Layla's on there. Um, who else is on? Jill Scott is on here. Like, it's a lot of different people. So check out Theo Crocker's album. Uh, it's a jazz album, but it's got a lot of singing stuff. It's really good. Uh, and how I always close out, man. We can sit up here. We can criticize and all that. We can be critical of every facet of black culture but the one thing we do on this show we also show support to people that look like us so while we can all be critical let's all keep it civil and support our people you know both financially as well as the culture all right like it's important that we support the culture but the culture doesn't move forward without dollars so let's make sure we are supporting our people in every facet uh, as we try to move the culture forward so that's it Bet. And uh, I just I actually want to say this. Um I will I will be at the Denton show. I know I said that already. Uh Quan will be at the Houston show. And I'm gonna try to get to the San Antonio show. So, you know, I'm 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 trying to make sure that we are in all of these spaces, uh, not just for myself, but for uh the show, the team, the channel, the network, all of that. Uh, because I want to make sure that we show that we are equal opportunity um, yeah. as much as possible, man. So, and yeah, to answer the question, Justin, yes, I will be at. The, I'll be at all the Texas shows. I'll be in the Atlanta area if anybody's going to the Atlanta uh, regional. So I'll be in all the big big shows. I'll be in Allentown. So if y'all want to come out, say hi, man. Please come up. I'm the caption of the Mandarin. So look for the Mandarins. Uh, we're doing really well right now. The kids are playing well. So you'll get a good idea of hearing what I'm talking about when I'm on the show and what I stand for as a, as a musical leader, man. So come check us out. And I, I also want to say this. I saw um, Crystal put this up earlier about um, the weather here. Look at here. I was just in New Orleans. And in New Orleans, 80 degrees, maybe 90. Bro, I just went out today. It was 106 degrees, bro. 106 degrees so yeah if you come in here if you come in here for the national daddy like like i told crystal dress accordingly because ain't ain't yeah it's tight all right um 
Mandarins. Mandarins, Lameek. Mandarins. All right. Uh, Portia, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? I just want to say, Justin, I was joking. You know, you don't have to be a Silkette fan. Um, I'll look out for you. You know, if you're coming to homecoming, I'll make sure you get a press pass and that you have a nice, good view, okay? Nope. Um, what happened? <laughs> no, you good. Go ahead. Um, I think we should just all, val- you know, need to focus on valuing one another, whatever that means, whatever our differences are. Um, there's a market for all of it. There's a market for our culture. And though parts and pieces of it, you know, we may not agree with or may not be our cup of tea, there's still um, things that we can learn from it. There's still enjoyment that can be found in it. And we just have to look at being receptive to criticism, but also being st- staying true to who we are. And people need to find value in the differences that we have. That's all I got. Oh, bet. Dang, I thought I hit the you button. All right. <clears throat> Man, this has been a super dope show. Um, you guys are super awesome. I missed y'all, man. It's, I felt like it's been. Yeah, a while. it was kind of weird. It was weird. Yeah, it, it, it started kind of. It did start kind of weird. Uh, but I will say this, man. Uh, I have it pinned to the comments inside of the YouTube, man. You can pick up all your merchandise, man. Just type in "Real Talk That Talk." This shirt is in there. American music is our music. Uh, Dang, there we go. American music is our music. Uh, I got the hoodie on, but we do have it in, in shirts, female and male sizes. So you can go ahead and pick that up. Also, please make sure I forgot the joint. HBCU band. Use a code HBCU band and you can get 30% off of your purchase. So you are more than welcome to do that. Um, we will have a show next week. Like I said, we are going to more or less take a hiatus unless y'all come and be like, man, you know, we don't need y'all, man. I need y'all. I need y'all Wednesdays in my life. But if that's the case, and you can go ahead and send us an email right there. If you have any questions or topics, suggestions, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com, and we will be able to get back with you or at least respond to your request. I'll keep that scrolling down at the bottom. There we go. And you can also hit us up at the Instagram with realtalkthattalk. Uh, I have nothing else. This has been a very great show. Please make sure you smash that like daddy on the way out. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.